Afternoon. I'm Yveka Rangapa in for Rila Bukhilima Bocha on 7 or 2 afternoons uh, for the rest of this week, today and tomorrow as well. And now, one of my favorite people to talk to, I love this feature, which is why I love sitting in on the show, is the consumer feature with one of my very old friends, Wendy Nola. We've known each other for years and every week she comes up with the most, um, what is it, uh, controversial topics, uh, the most interesting things, the things that affect so many of us that a lot of us keep quiet about. But we don't know that we have somebody like the Consumer Ninja, Wendy Nola on our side. And uh, let's say hi to Wendy. Hi there, Wendy. <laughs> hi, Rebecca. Thanks for that intro. Good to be with yeah, you Yeah, I thought again. I'd give you a little extra sparkle today. Just that little extra sparkle. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because, um, Thank you. Well, and, and we are talking about things that affect a lot of people. And I think in the couple of times that we have actually uh, done the show together, this has come up as, as, as just sort of, you know, by the way issues. And I'm so glad that you've placed the focus completely on this one uh, today. And we're talking about dealership and service repair issues. Now, you found, and, and what we're talking about is companies <laughs> being legally obliged to take appropriate professional care of our cars. Of course, when we hand them in to be serviced or repaired or whatever needs to be done, they and they are liable for, for the losses. So it follows that if they give your keys over to somebody who walks in off the street without doing any checks, they are responsible. But the question you're asking is, what if the dealership you handed your car over to sent it to another fitment, a specialist fitment center and then it was stolen from there? What happens then? I mean, the complications you find are just intriguing. So tell us what it is. What, what brought us to this point? They, yeah, they found me. So over the years, I've uh, covered many cases of cars being stolen from dealerships or damaged quite badly um, while at dealerships. So um, in, in several cases, it was people, uh, dealership staff who weren't uh, mandated, uh, authorized to drive the cars. One was a, a, a woman in the wash area who didn't have a license and thought she'd just move a car and damaged it front and back, shame, pressing pedals and it was a disaster. And another one where a, a, a driver um, was driving down a ramp and just went over and oh. crashed down and I think there wow. were about four cars damaged in those ones. In that case, the dealership actually replaced the customer's car without any questions asked. But mm. in most cases, um, they usually come, well, they only come to me where there's a um, but um, I heard about the the ramp one from um, the the person whose car it was who, have, who I happen to know. But yes, so most of them are contested. And what usually happens is the dealership will say, "Sorry, um, I tell you what, claim on your insurance, um, and we'll pay your excess," mm. um, which sounds reasonable. But there's no way that the customer in that situation gets all out of that situation without losing out financially, right? Because, you know, it it doesn't begin and end with the excess. Now you've got, you know, a claims loss ratio yeah. to think about. If it's a new car, it's very expensive. So that counts against you with your insurance. Not only will your premium definitely go up, mm, but, mm. you know, if you if you then have a, a run of bad luck after that, um, and it happens in South Africa, we all know, you could uh, – <laughs> You know, you could have a break-in, you could, uh, you know, all manner of things could make Anything you, can happen, you yeah. claim. Then they look back on three years, and if you've pretty much paid less in premiums than what you've claimed, they can say, you know, we don't really want, you're too high risk for us, we're offloading you. And if that happens, or best case scenario, they put up your premium and your excesses to a crazy yeah. amount, or they let you go completely. So these matters are never simple. I think we can agree that if this happens 
to you, the natural human reaction is, I don't want to lose out financially here. Why should I lose out? This wasn't my fault. Okay. So we have a complication in today's case. Mm, What happened there? Tell us. it, it, It was a third party. Okay. So Michelle Marsh, she bought a new Cherry Tigo 8 Pro from the Cherry dealership in Edenvale. Uh, two days before Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, the the price was five hundred and eighty two thousand, um, and with that and extras that she chose to add, um, and and plus a delivery fee, that contentious delivery fee of five thousand two hundred and eight rand, the amount on the agreement was seven hundred and twenty eight thousand rand, which she then financed with the bank. Um, so she had to return the, the. She noticed straight away on delivery of the car that uh, the electric side steps that she had paid extra for, hadn't been fitted. So they said, okay, bring it back um, in the new year. And in those two weeks, there were some other problems that came to light. Her Apple CarPlay was not connecting wirelessly. The sunroof was not voice activating as it should. The cubbyhole was not closing properly. And, And this is where the third party comes in. The vehicle was shuddering when she went above 100 k's an hour. So on freeways, which is not really something you want in a brand new car. So it was that issue, Yuveka, which led to, when she took it back on the 5th of Jan, the dealership delivered the car to Tire Mart for wheel balancing. And the it was stolen on the 10th of January from Tire Mart. So mm. Michelle has seen written evidence of the fact that both Tire Mart and Cherry Edenvale's insurers have rejected their claims, uh, the company's claims on the stolen vehicle. Both companies have. They, so, so saying we 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 have no we can't claim an insurance. Um, I sent a media query to the dealership, and I made the following observation. I said it's pertinent to note that had the pre-delivery checks for which uh, this customer was charged more than five thousand rand, that's what you supposedly pay for a whole lot of things, but including, you know, hundred point, twenty point, thirty point, whatever they call it, checks which should cover a whole lot of things. Had that been done officially, she would have had no need. To return that brand new vehicle to mm. the, the dealership in early January. Yes. Um, and I said, you know, that delivery fee is contentious at the best of times, but when a customer pays it and then has to return the vehicle shortly after, afterwards for a host of issues, it's a major concern. Yes, it's a sad issue, but I do think it's a relevant part of this backstory yes. and one that yes. that is worth noting. Why were those things um, Why were those things going wrong in the first place? With, they, well, they, yeah. yeah, it's just, you can imagine, you know, on a human level, if that's your car, you know, ordinarily you you don't need to take the car back, you know, you or she would have, it would have been straight away yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that it was over the festive season. Yeah. Um, so I just mentioned that um, and uh, that I don't think that part went down very well, but we'll get to it later. Mm. So I thought let's, rather than me uh, tell the whole story for Michelle, it's her mm. story, um, let's bring her in and uh, have her relate what happened herself. All right, let's say uh, hi there to Michelle. Hi, Michelle, and so sorry for what you've gone through. Uh, what a shock, I mean, coming into the new year like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, you've seen footage apparently. You've heard a recording of the call the fraudster or uh, apparent accomplice made to time out pretending to be from the dealership. Tell us what happened or how it happened. Thank you very much for, for having me on the show. Um, picking up where we left off, that evening I got a call asking me to activate my tracker which immediately sent alarm bells through my head. Um, and I found out later that um, Cherry Edenvale could not find my car, and I'm quoting verbatim. Mm. 
that started the whole sequence of events, which has just left me in, in anguish and, and, and angst ever since. Um, I met with Cherry Edenvale at my request the very next day, um, and I met with them a second time at my offices in Stanton. Mm-hmm. And on both, on both um, instances, they, they said that the process that should follow is that I should claim with my insurance. Um, they also provided support consistently in, in a commitment that I would not be out of pocket, I would not pay a cent, that they would provide me with any and all support I needed throughout the process. Okay. And um, at that stage and at both junctures, I was very uncertain and uncomfortable with making the claim through my insurance. As Wendy has pointed out, there are financial repercussions that one suffers years after making a claim to that value. I think when things got right. Really un- yes, yes. Carry on, Michelle. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Um, um, maybe just for the listeners who are um, thinking, how on earth did this happen? Hmm. Do you want to just, yeah. in a couple of sentences, just explain how it happened? What you saw, I suppose, yeah. What you what, saw. What, what, what you saw. You've heard, well, let me set up the. Let me set it up, and then you can uh, talk about how Thank you've you. seen the, your car actually going. So, it was very sickly done. Um, a man phoned uh, Tiamat, claiming to be from the dealership, saying, right. um, "I understood once. I'm trying to remember, but basically, is the car ready? Yes, it's ready." And then a man duly arrived at the dealership. He hasn't got any dealership branding on him as would not be the case he just arrived and and you see in the video the car keys being handed over um would you want to just talk a little bit about that and what it was like viewing that footage okay thank you so exactly to that point there was an order where a a, a guy calls in and asks is the order ready and there's a confirmation that it is and he says he will be there in five minutes on the footage, you see a silver gray Corolla entering Tiamat Edenvale's yard. Um, a guy gets out with a bright yellow T-shirt, like conspicuously yellow, walks into the dealership and has a conversation with the first um, person behind the counter. He's then referred to the second person on the counter. And in a matter of I don't know, that conversation may have taken 15 seconds. Mm. I see my car keys being handed over as if it's a piece of cake. Then walks out, and as he nears the car, obviously it's, um, it's a keyless entry. The car opens up. Um, I see my electric side steps that I had not had put on the first time open up. He gets in and he drives off. Mm. Um, and then the silver gray car follows afterwards. The honest truth is I have not been the same since I saw that footage. I, I physically was ill when I first saw it. Um, and up till now, you know, my health has taken a beating. The range of emotions have gone from disbelief to anger to grief to just disgust to, to, to sadness. And when I look at that footage, it just reminds me of how easily something can happen. And the fact that there was zero form of identification asked not a piece of paper, no uniform, for me, just makes me so, so upset. Um, today, I... Understandably. 
today I feel much stronger. I want to fight for what's right. And that is why I started this journey, not just for me, but for every other South African consumer who's not aware of their rights. And wow. every consumer gets trampled on. So honest truth is, I hope something comes out of this. If it no. doesn't, I'm not a loser. Um, Wendy, I just have a quick question, or, or even for uh, Michelle there, before we have to go to uh, just a quick break. But what, did you see whether there was any form of identification that was asked, of, asked for or produced by any of those people that, that this person interacted with? Zero. Zero. Okay. All right, Michelle. All right. We'll leave it there. Quick break. We'll be back uh, with more on this with Wendy Nola. 702. Nola knows. All right. So we were talking about the case of Michelle Marsh, whose car uh, was basically stolen. Uh, it had been sent from one place to another. And uh, Wendy Nola, I'm going to let you quickly just recap uh, just what the issue was there before we go on with the chat with Michelle. Okay, sure. So this was a brand new car. It was bought a couple of days before Christmas. Um, there was immediately on handover, uh, Michelle noticed it was something that hadn't been fitted that she'd paid for. And they said, okay, bring the car back uh, after New Year. Obviously, things closed down for, for the festive period. Um, so she took the car back. There were a number of other issues. The cubbyhole wasn't closing properly. There was some connectivity issues. And quite uh, more importantly, the car was shuddering. There was a shudder that came in when she went over 100 kilometers an hour. So she wanted that looked at. So to do that, the car, the dealership outsourced it to their chosen third party, which was Tire Mart. And while the car was at Tire Mart, a call came through uh, to say, hi, I'm, I'm a, a man saying I'm from, I'm from uh, the dealership. Is the car ready? Yes, the car's ready. Okay, I'll be there now. He arrives. He's got no identification on him. He's not asked for any identification. He's wearing a bright yellow shirt. So there's no branded clothing, um, as one would uh, arguably uh, expect. And within minutes, the car is the, the car keys are handed over to him. Um, he gets in, and off he goes. Sure. Um, so then it became a question of who's liable. The dealership, according to Michelle, um, verbally initially said, "So sorry, you claim on your insurance. We'll pay the excess and everything else, and we'll make sure you're not out of pocket." And then, Michelle, if you could just confirm um, when that uh, the offer was subsequently put in writing, and um, what was that offer, and how did you respond? That's correct. The, the very first meeting we had was the day after the vehicle was stolen, which was on the 10th of January, at Cherry Edenvale offices. Um, the meeting started off with us looking at the footage, and I was asked to do two things. One, report it at the local police station, and two, start the process with my insurance. At that stage, I indicated I wasn't comfortable with it, at which stage I was reassured. And I'm quoting the beta. Mrs. Marsh, we will support you. We will be with you throughout this process. You will not be out of pocket. You will not lose a cent. We will cover the access. We will cover any costs associated with this theft. And when you replace your vehicle with us, in fact, we're going to order your new vehicle today, mm. any extras that you put on the vehicle will be put back for you at our cost. Uh, when I left, I was assured I would that in writing. That never came through. I had what did come through in writing? Nothing. Nothing. I, I sent an email back confirming our discussion. There was no response to that, unfortunately. A second meeting was held at my offices in Stanton on the 29th of January, where I met the Cherry Edenvale owner 
the dealer um, and the and the HR person, where again they shared that their insurances had rejected the claim based on theft by false pretenses and or fraud. Would I now consider claiming through my insurance? And again, I was very very hesitant. Mm. But the, and they assured me, Mrs. Marsh, you will not be out of pocket. The owner even went as far as saying, listen, if there's a shortfall, it wouldn't be more than 10, 15%. We will cover it. Your access will cover. And again, any extra you had on the vehicle, we will cover. My request was, okay, I will consider it. Please, can you put it in writing to me and I will consider it. When the email came through from the dealership, it was evasive and non-committal. And this is when alarm bells went off for me. Because I was like, are you really not going to keep to your word? The words used in the email were endeavor, try our best, which for me was not a commitment and did not give me assurance that I wouldn't be. Michelle, I've, so, I've, and, so what, and sorry, Wendy, I also just want to clear up. So Michelle doesn't have a car at the moment. You don't have a car. You're without a car. I am without That's a car. That's an important point. I am driving a courtesy vehicle that they gave me. Mm. When I first ordered the car and had to wait because it was stuck at the port. So, it was November. so they gave you that one back. And then Wendy, and, and this is, I just, I just want to find out here as well. I mean, in this case, should, should there not have been a criminal case opened at some point or was there one? That's for Michelle to answer. Okay, Michelle, well, was there any talk of a criminal case of theft being opened? There was no talk of it. I did inquire what had happened to the Tire Mart representative that had handed over my keys. I was told that he was suspended until further notice. And that was it. Okay. okay. So just qu- quickly, Michelle, there, there was an offer. I, I've seen it in writing. Won't you just summarize what it was that they did offer and, and where it fell short for you in terms of you not being out of pocket? Okay. So what the, the email that came through was we will cover your access. And should you buy your replacement vehicle from us, we will cover the um, the costs associated with putting the extras in. There was no talk of the shortfall and no talk of any premium hikes that could potentially come onto me as a result of making this claim with my insurance company. Okay, thank you. So to be clear, when they talk, the, the, the shortfall being referred to is the shortfall um, in terms of what you would get paid out and what you still owe the bank because obviously all the finance charges are added on, etc. It's a brand new car, so those are hefty. And what have you been told the uh, – what is the extent of the shortfall, Michelle? That is correct. That is the shortfall that, we, that we're talking about. Are you asking for a monetary value? Yes, the quantum, please. Yes, sure. The access is 5,500 rand. The shortfall – and if I could just explain this – moment is 60,000 rand. However, please understand as well that on the 20th of January and on the 20th of February, I paid a five-digit installment twice. Mm. So because it has been dragging on, I have still been paying my insurance. I've still been paying the installment on this vehicle and therefore the shortfall has dropped. So as part of my, uh, you know, the shortfall steadily gets, gets less you know, as the months go by, because I've still been paying the installment. But I would imagine that money would be due back to her, Wendy, uh, when, when, yeah. if, when this is resolved. But we are heading up to because these headlines. She's... So, yeah, let's just see how we can um, move it along here. Uh, sure, sure. Okay, now. so 
So I think the important thing, let's just, we can introduce her and come back to her yes, after the news. Yes. But I think what we need to do is look at the legalities because mm. I will bring Trudy in after the news, the attorney. But um, so they're not covering the shortfall and she's going to have insurance payments, um, extra costs going forward. Um, the dealership's attorneys have told Michelle that they that the dealership is not vicariously liable for the acts or omissions of independent contractors and thus the offer that Michelle's just outlined was fair and goes above and beyond any obligation that our dealership may have. Um, so the question then becomes for me the crux of this case and let me just say mm. I do have some sympathy for the, for the dealership in that there was no direct uh, negligence on their part. They handed over mm. this vehicle of their customers in good faith to a, 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 a fitment company that what presumably they had an existing relationship and a good one, um, and it was one of their employees that um, acted negligently and not mm -hmm. doing any of the checks. But the question then becomes, as we go to news, are service providers such as this dealership legally responsible for the actions of their chosen third-party suppliers? And yeah. that we will have an attorney answer to okay. after the news. Okay, we've got Trudy Brookman on the line there, so we will uh, get to Trudy just after Eyewitness Headlines. 702. Nola knows. Yes, and let's go back to what Nola knows. And Wendy Nola, uh, back to that discussion and uh, Michelle Marsh and the situation she's been put in with her car. And we are going to chat to now consumer attorney Trudy Brookman. If you want to do the introductions, please, Wendy. Yes. Um, hi, Trudy. Are you with us? I am. I am. I'm very grateful Wait. to be on air and to chat to you about this very interesting matter. Okay. Thank you. Let me just introduce you properly to the listeners. Uh, Trudy is a, an attorney who specializes in the Consumer Protection Act, a consumer attorney. And um, as I do with many of my cases, I, I ran this issue past her because I'm aware of the fact that, that you know, in the cases of what normally happens if in the case of a theft, it's from the dealership itself. But this was a layer of complexity now because you have the dealership then handing the car over to a fitment center of its choice. So Michelle Marsh, the owner of the car, had no say in where the car was going to its brand new car to have its um, shuddering at speeds of above 100 kilometers an hour dealt with. So they took the car from her and, and in turn handed it over to Time Art um, from where the car, the employees there were tricked into uh, handing the keys over to to a, a thief, and off he went in Michelle's brand new car. She didn't even get to enjoy those electronic uh, side Perks. steps. Yeah, she saw she... them being operated for the first time on the the video of the CCTV coverage. So please help us out here, Trudy. Um, in your opinion. Where does the liability lie here? Is the dealership and its attorneys correct in saying that they are not responsible for the actions of that independent third-party agent that they handed Michelle's car over to? Mm. Wendy, it's not the simplest matter in the world because the Consumer Protection Act doesn't deal very well with the questions of agents or contractors that do work for the main supplier. But I'm going to give you the answer as best we can work it out, and I'm quite confident that uh, that there is a remedy here for the consumer. So let, firstly, what the law says, the Consumer Protection Act says, is that in Section 65.2 it says when a supplier, in this, in this case, um, Cherry, the, the dealership, has possession of a, 
of any property belonging to a consumer, the mm -hmm. supplier must not treat that property as being his own property. And in the handling, the safeguarding, and I want to like double uh, underline that, in the safeguarding and utilization of that property must exercise the degree of care, diligence, and skill that can reasonably be expected of a person responsible for managing property belonging to another person. So if you or I take our cars to a, a time out equivalent and hand over the keys and we don't say anything further and we come back and hope that the keys will be given back to us, that's one thing. But where you're dealing with another person's car, you need to be more careful than that. Um, mm. I think this story is a wake-up call to all of us to not just hand over your keys without giving strict instructions as to who will collect the vehicle. Um, but even more so for service providers that they need to be very careful. You know, uh, the type of work that happens at the tire uh, mart is, is generally, it doesn't take a lot, a lot of time. It would have taken an employee of Cherry dealership maybe 20 minutes, maybe 45 minutes of sitting in the, uh, in the, in the reception area and answering the emails on their phone. It's no skin off their nose to have prevented this. Um, so against that background, um, how does the law deal with where you entrust your car to Cherry, but then Cherry takes it to Tire Mart, which one is liable to the consumer? And when I say liable to the consumer, what I'm looking at is who needs to compensate Michelle Marsh the full yeah. 600000 plus that she spent on this vehicle. I'm not speaking about the... Uh, excess on her insurance, I'm saying the Lord looks at who, who is liable to compensate her in full to make good the damage that she's uh, suffered as a result of this uh, theft. Mm. So section 113, which is one of those obscure sections toward the back of the act, says that if you use an agent, so I'm speaking about Cherry dealership here now, if they use an agent to provide part of the service that they're providing to the consumer, then the principal mm -hmm. So, Cherry, the dealership is jointly and separately liable to the consumer along with the agent. Okay, let me, so that sounds like Greek or Latin or something yes, like that. Does, let me probably <laughs> explain that to, to you. Jointly and separately means that both Cherry and uh, Tire Mart are liable to pay uh, Michelle Marsh, let's just call it in round figures 600K, uh, on account of the theft or the loss of her of her cherry vehicle. So they're both responsible, um, Trudy? They're both saying? responsible. If the one pays 50%, the other one has to pay 50%. Oh, okay. If the one pays in full, the other one is absolved from having to pay. So that's what the law says in oh. principle. Now they have come back and said, oh, but they're, we're not, they're not an agent of ours. They're an independent contractor. It's true that in law is generally a completely, there are different rules that apply as between agents and independent mm -hmm. contractors. And it looks like in the situation, Time Out is more of an independent contractor um, uh, than a, than a uh, agency is a bit of a tighter relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. But based on the particular interpretative sections uh, in the Consumer Protection Act, which I won't bore you with the details, the Act is supposed to be interpreted, the words in the Act are supposed to be interpreted in line with the spirit of the Act, in line with the purpose of the Act. And the purpose and the spirit of the Act are both to protect consumers 
optimally. So in the light of all of that, I would say this argument of independent contractors, so we're not liable, you must claim from your insurance, coming from Cherry, um, it, it is not going to fly, mm. in, my, to, in, in my expert opinion. So what does Michelle need to do now? Yeah, to do what, what does Michelle actually do now to, to just make this go away and, and just get what's owed to her? Yes. So I, I would recommend two things. There are two options for her. She can go to court or go to the National Consumer Tribunal and, um, and claim back the full 600K from uh, Cherry and Tire Mart jointly and severally. The other option is to, as has been suggested, claim from her insurance. But then she is, and, mm. and, and that might be a quicker and lower risk um, enterprise for her. I don't know what the insurance is going to say, whether they will reject the claim the same as Cherry's insurance has, has done. No, they, they, they said they will settle. Okay. They said they will settle. But, yeah. but then on top of that, she is entitled to get from Cherry as well as from Tire Mart jointly and severally um, the, the, the full excess, the full extras, um, the full shortfall, the full uh, compensation for premium hikes, I would say, for the next five yeah. years or so, because one normally purchases a vehicle for five years, you drive it for the five years and then you change uh, to the next one. I, I think five years is a reasonable mm. time. So she's entitled to be fully compensated, not partially, scrappily compensated as this offer uh, from yeah. Cherry stands. Okay, so from what okay. you're saying to Thank the you end, so Wendy, much. it almost sounds like Michelle should not just accept there's the stuff that's coming her way at this certainly point. Certainly not. No, so, yeah, certainly not. Mean, she they, has right. They, yeah, they they feel they're being generous because they weren't directly involved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I suppose, you know, if you put their hat on, you can sort of understand where they're coming. But the fact is that their, their client um, is going to be out of pocket with their offer. Um, uh, the shortfall of the bank, the brand new car, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's mm-hmm. not okay. So that money needs to come from somewhere, somehow. Mm-hmm. And we hope... Uh, she gets it. I just have to conclude by saying oh. I did send a full media query to the dealership and their attorney responded this morning um, on behalf of the um, O2 Motor Company, which trades as Cherry Edenvale. Uh, it reads, although you identify yourself as a journalist, your offensive approach suggests that you act on behalf oh. of Mrs. Marsh. Kindly identify the capacity in which you act. So I said, yes, I am a journalist. I'm guessing me's pointing out that had they done the, the, the pre-delivery checks for which Michelle paid handsomely, uh, she wouldn't have had to take the car back uh, in the first place uh, and and also install those steps yeah. which she paid for and were told were going to be installed. And I, th- I think that probably um, is, I, I can only surmise, that's what they found was offensive. Um, I said that's subjective and you're entitled to your opinion. As this is an ongoing matter that may possibly form the subject of litigation, our client will not discuss saying with unauthorized third parties. Yeah. Role of the media. Mm. Um, our client's silence should not be construed as an acceptance of it or admission of any of your statements and our client reserves the right to respond there to in the future. So okay. I gave the right of reply. It's come back as such. And obviously we are very much uh, willing to um, Follow this through, Howard, and report back on how it ends. Wonderful, yes. Trudy, who is a consumer attorney and not a member of the media. So, Wendy, that's where we're going to have to leave this one unless there's something very urgent you want to add.
because we do have no, a second I issue we need to it. get to in a little bit. But Absolutely. First, uh, first, I'm getting the ha- hairy eyeball from Abel here because he needs to take a tiny break. So good luck, Michelle. Turi, thank you for the wonderful advice. And I think a lot of people learning things today that they um, absolutely uh, were unaware that they were entitled to. And I'm going to throw the cat among the pigeons very quickly, Wendy. Beverly has sent through uh, a thing and I think it's uh, saying what many people are thinking, saying, Wendy, me thinks someone at the dealership is involved or someone at the third party agent because from where else did the man in the t-shirt get his info i'm just going to leave it at that that comes from one of our listeners we'll chat in a moment 702 nola knows nine minutes to three o'clock and just a couple of minutes left with wendy nola and wendy yes i had to throw that in there from one of the listeners because look many of us were thinking it okay let's be honest many of us were thinking it and, and 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 that is an obvious thought is how did he know to go and say maybe i'm here to collect the car for michelle or, you know, yeah, we always well, think of the inside job part of things, but that didn't come from us. That is just maybe um, that's what people out there are thinking when they heard the story. So, yeah, yeah. and they're entitled to their opinion as long to. as we, we, they are just making assumptions which we, yes. you know, can't definitively we, comment we, we on. We absolutely but yes. can't. But, but uh, you know, right. I think any ordinary thinking person is, is going to go, oh, hang yes. on a second. Yes, and, and there might be a bit more to investigate here. So we know that you had a second issue uh, we were going to discuss. Yes. And I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for Michelle that, you know, she gets exactly what is owed to her. Um, and lots, lots that we learned there um, from, from absolutely. Well. So you had a second issue. We are battling to get a right. hold of that guest. So let's just uh, take some calls from other people who've had issues. Should we just do that? Because, um, um, or you want to go well, to the other issue very quickly? We've got like have, six minutes. I think let's let's hear from the man himself next week. It was about yes. the caller yes. at the end of last, last week's show who said, why are these airlines advertising certain features on, on uh, business class? Uh, where they, they aren't on the planes in South Africa. So Qatar Airways wanted to respond to that. It was about their Q Suite product that yes. only they offer. But um, I think let's let's wait until yeah. we can get it directly get the right from, the them, from them, and we'll do that next week. Let's hear what the listeners have to uh, all right, well, say in the meantime. Let's chat to Jerry. Jerry, hi there. You've got a question for Wendy. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Okay. Sorry to... Uh uh, disturb you guys. You got a great. So thank you. No, no, no. Wendy's here for you. You're not disturbing. So ask away. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Wendy, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Jerry. I'm good at you. Fine, thank you. Um, we own a garage in Pretoria, right? We had a bombing. Yes. And uh, oh. they bombed our uh, drop. ATM. Yes. Oh. Okay. It was uh, it's already last month. We reported it. Uh, The line is not very great there, Jerry. The line is not great, but I'm just going to sum up for Wendy what it is. The garage was bombed. You applied for insurance and your your claim was denied. You applied for insurance and the claim was denied. Yeah. Okay. So I've taken it to the ombuds and the ombudsman said uh, between three and five months it'll come back to us. And that was how long ago? Yeah. Yeah. And now right up to current... We're still waiting. I've got the, the assistant on, but I've been phoning him daily. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. Yeah, unfortunately, they're, you know, they're, they're, it's a free service. They're independent uh, mediation, essentially. And um, so these things take time because, they, you know, of the volume of complaints they deal with, all the ombudsmen face the same issues, and consumers want results now. And so that's, that's an issue. I, I sympathize with you there, Jerry. Do you want to just okay. tell me as quickly as you can the the, yeah. the reason that your insurer um, did not meet that there claim. There was no intent, Wendy, sorry. Uh, there was no intent to bomb the place. 
One person was dying. <laughs> was it accidental then? What, what, did it just blow up on <laughs> its own? Yes. Okay. There, there's no intent. And uh, one person died, the security oh. officer. Unfortunately, no. uh, the people said we must not name them and shame them. And secondly, the uh, insurance company uh, said there was no, no intent to any harm yet. After having looked at the footage, after everything, wow. Wendy. That's unbelievable. So what was your claim for? What were you, what okay, were you look, claiming for? Okay, first of all, the place, the garage was closed for the first three months. Right? So it stopped. So this was a, this was a loss of... Sorry, Jimmy, to interrupt, because we, no we were just in the dying no, no, of the show. Okay. This was just for loss of Go income. Ahead. Yes, loss of income, damage to property, and at the same time, uh, everything was damaged. We, we needed to even pay F&B for the crop safe. Whatever we okay. claimed for, nothing came through. All right. I'd be interested in, in taking this up. Mm. Uh, the only problem okay. is that the companies... Yeah always say you can't do the two things at once. I can only get involved once the Ombuds query has run its course and then okay. I can. But just, I, I will have a, I'll have an attempt. I'm most interested given to, that ATM things are sadly unusual in the country. I would like to understand from an insurance point of view how this wasn't covered because you and many others would have assumed that you would have it for loss of such an event. So, Email me. Email you, Wendy. Yeah, consumer at NOLA. That's K N O W L E R dot C O dot Z A, Jerry. So it's consumer at NOLA, K N O W L E R dot C O dot Z A. And then she will help you with that one. Let's head on over to. Can you put me back through to your uh, liaison and then I'll take it from there? Uh, okay, all right. We'll, 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 and we'll, we'll give out that email address be- before we say goodbye to Wendy. Wendy, just a couple of minutes. Let's chat to Raj, who's been waiting. Raj, hi there in Santon. Hi, good afternoon, Wendy. Hope you can hear me. Thanks for the show. And yes, I can, Raj. And wisdom. Raj, you've got yeah. like a minute, uh, 30 um, seconds to tell us what sure. happened. I'd like yeah. to see if you, yeah, I'd just like to see if you'd be interested in this one. Um, very quickly, uh, I think it was level three. Um, we were red listed, booked a booking on um, a platform called GoToGate for travel to, to Egypt. And um, it was yes. cancelled because we were red listed. Uh, Ethiopian Airways, they actually issued a yes. worldwide directed to all the travel agencies to say, don't worry, we'll refund you. Um, claiming the refund from GoToGate, uh, you know how it goes, long story short, they don't pay the full refund. They blame Ethiopian Airways. Ethiopian Airways says our directive is clear. You should receive the refund. One's blaming the other, not getting the balance of the refund. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, did you have travel insurance? Uh, yes. Yes, we did. But um, because the um, airline was quite clear in their worldwide directive to all travel agents that uh, because uh, all yes. red-listed routes they... uh, were refunded, they said, well, there you go. You don't need the insurance because the airline is guaranteeing your payment. Um, so mm, I came yes, to from this. GoToGate. Yeah, from GoToGate. And I think they've, if, you, if you Google GoToGate, you'll, you'll see some wonderful reviews about them. Not obviously wonderful. Not. But, <laughs> Okay, well, Raj, I think, have, Andy, I think we're going to have to refer this to your email address. Uh, we're going to have to send it directly yes. directly to your email. This is where we have to say goodbye. So I'm going to get. Do, I, do you want to give it out uh, very quickly? Sure. It's consumer at nola.co.za and it's spelled nola. That is K N O W L E R. Okay, consumer, consumer at nola. 
if you have any of those unresolved issues. Wendy, as always, fascinating, fascinating stuff you bring. <laughs> and um, yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Let's cross our fingers that everybody gets justice. Thank you very much, uh, Wendy Nola.